Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Podcast. My name is Andrew Frezza, and today we're going to be talking about how to utilize staging to enhance your class experience. And we're going to be talking about um, some examples of gyms that I've seen or been to that I feel have used staging really well, how our views on staging have evolved over the years, and also provide you guys with some really tactical staging tips that you can use to enhance your class experience today regardless of how big or small your class sizes are. So when it comes to staging, I think most gyms start to think about staging once it's a necessity. I know that was the case for us. We, we didn't really think about staging until we were starting to run out of equipment or square footage in our largest classes. And then we start to think about how can we utilize staging to fit more people, better utilize that square footage. Um, or at least hopefully that's part of your thought process as well. I mean before you start to add any more class times, look for a larger location, buy more equipment, you should be first asking, you know, am I doing enough with the resources we already have? And staging is a big part of that. And I remember when we were starting out, we only had our, our 4,000 square foot um, building. We now have two, two buildings. But I remember thinking that we were maxing out our space at about 15 to 20 people. You know, depending on the workout, 20 was was a lot for any of the workouts that we were doing and as I was kind of feeling this I was starting to look at other local gyms and what they were doing and there's a gym near us hard exercise works that has several locations and they have a similar size facility to what we had about 4,000 square feet and they were handling upwards of 40 or even 50 people in some of their classes and we weren't necessarily trying to do what they were trying to do um, they still did barbell work. They did a lot of the same stuff that we were doing, but we didn't really want to have class sizes of, of 50 people, especially in that, that facility. But to think that they were able to handle that and we were feeling maxed out at 20 definitely meant that there was something that we could have been doing better. So some of the things that they do really well is with like their barbell work, they were presetting, and they do this for everything, but they were presetting the layout of the gym for their largest class either the night before or the morning of. So when you walk into that class on that day, if you have 50 people, you already have everything laid out and there's no, it's it's dummy proof. There's no way that the members can kind of mess it up and it's already laid out to utilize the space as best as possible. And with the barbells, they actually have them laid out from lightest to heaviest. They have the weights preset, clips on the bar, and they write in chalk on the floor what the weight is of the bar. So it doesn't matter how far away you're coming, you're, you're looking at this bar, you can see what weight it is and you can go directly to the weight that you wanna use and you can work your way, you know, lightest to heaviest, whether it be in a warm up or during a workout. So that's, that's just kind of another level. Most affiliates don't necessarily have to get to that point, especially with barbells, but you can start to do that with things like dumbbells, kettlebells, boxes, rowers, bikes, all those good, good things. Um, another gym that I went to recently in Asheville is a gym called Metabolic, and they're not a CrossFit affiliate, they're just more of a boot camp style gym. So they don't do any barbell work, but they do a lot of the other stuff that we do in CrossFit. And they have multiple locations. So their model is built to how can we take this to any city, any location and repeat this. And I think that's something that we wanna think about as we're staging, as we're buying equipment for our own gyms. And one of the things that they do is they only buy four of everything. So they have exactly four rowers, four bike ergs, four ski ergs, four agility ladders, 
four sets of parallettes, four punching bags. They have no more, no less. They always have four. And all of their workouts are designed in stations. So they can handle up to five stations in any given workout, which five times four, they can handle 20 people. And their facility's not that big. It's maybe 2,500 square feet, but they can comfortably handle classes of 20 people. Every day is varied and different. Obviously, it's it's there's restrictions because they're always doing stations and they only have four of everything, but they're able to use different interval times, different levels of intensity, and get people a great workout without investing a lot into space, equipment, square footage, like a lot of affiliates do. And like we did when we started, it's like we're feeling maxed out with 4,000 square feet and 18 people in a class. Um, and we have more, way more than four rowers, way more than four bikes at that time. So it, it's getting you to utilize your, your space and your resources as best as you possibly can. Um, so it's, it's pretty obvious, or it should be, that proper staging can definitely help you with larger classes specifically. It can help you handle more people, reduce any bottlenecks, and it can help you maximize your, your current space and equipment. But I also think that regardless of class size, there's an art to staging that can be used to enhance that member experience, whether you have you know two people in class or you have 30. And I think that one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of affiliates make that we made in the beginning was that we, we give members, when we have the space, we let members kind of have free reign over that space. And we don't give them enough direction on where we want to go and nothing's preset. You know, so if we have a workout with push press and box jumps and toes to bar, we'll let people, you know, set up a bar anywhere they want, probably somewhat close to the rig. They'll bring their box near their barbell and then they'll kind of go anywhere they want in the rig. And then someone will kind of create their own little 10 by 10 space. And then because people are not really good at organization, they'll, that 10 by 10 space will look more like a 20 by 20 space. And this person ends up taking a lot of square footage and they kind of stay in their own little bubble as well. So not only are you sort of training poor habits in your members to take up more space than they need, but you're also putting them in this bubble when they, they could be getting more into the team and camaraderie that comes with being in a group class. So I would argue even if you have five people in a class like that, you still want to have the boxes lined up. You still want to have everyone put their barbells in the same spot and you want them to kind of flow towards the rig and then reset back at the bars or whatever you you know whatever the order is the workout of the workout is everyone's moving down the room together and it creates more of a team feel it creates you know if people are more competitive there's a little bit more of that competitive energy in the room of like oh I'm I'm going alongside someone and they kind of push themselves more just naturally without you having to do it because you've staged this room well it feels good it just flows nicely when you're doing this and, and people, you know, the people, whether it be our coaches, our clients, they thrive on structure. You know, that's why franchises work really well, whether it be in, in restaurants or gyms or anything like that, is because there's a structure to it and it's standardized. And when someone walks in, they, they sort of understand what the experience is going to be just by looking at it. And when we're staging our, our rooms, I think that's a really good place to get to is when your members can walk in and get an idea of what the workout of the day is going to be just by seeing how organized and, and clean the room looks and the way everything's laid out. 
Um, and it professional, professionalizes what you're doing. If you want to charge a higher rate for your services and you want people to feel like they're getting that value, they're going to feel like it's a more professional service when there's time being put into staging. Okay. Um, another thing that I really like to do with smaller classes, again, trying to build off this team and energy that's so important, is keeping people close together. So when we do like strength work at our gym, we have a rig, it's... Um, it has 12 squat racks in it, so six on each side, but it's a standalone rig with 12 squat racks. If we have five or six people in class, I will go out of my way to make people stay in the closest five or six rigs or um, squat racks, closest to the whiteboard, closest to the music, closest to the clock, closest to each other. So that way, those people are, one, it gives me more coaching opportunities. I can see more people. I don't have to walk all the way across the room. But in their downtime between sets, they're interacting with each other. They're talking with each other. There's energy in the room. Um, there's relationships being built. All that good stuff is happening just from a simple decision to keep people close together. So I would encourage you guys to, regardless of class size, always lay out the room. Lay it out for your biggest class, but then in your smallest classes, utilize the smallest part of that staged room that's needed so that way they're still getting a similar experience yeah it's not the same when there's 30 people in the room but they feel like they're getting this intimate and high energy experience in a class of five people and it's similar to what that class of 25 or 30 is getting and that's going to allow you to kind of grow into your space over time and, and get to those consistent high numbers across all your class times um, some other tactical things that we do when it comes to staging or organization is, uh, number one, we color code all our kettlebells um, so you can recognize the weight from any distance. So we'll put colored duct tape on all our given weights. So like 17 pounds is pink and then 26 is purple and blue is 35 and so on. So people can see that from a distance. With our dumbbells, because we have the uh, rubber hex dumbbells and the the weight is kind of hard to see from a distance. We have um, silver or white writing on the outside of the dumbbells with the weights. So not only can you see it on top, um, kind of embedded into the dumbbell, which is just how they're made, but you can see on the outside as you're walking up to it, whether it's a 25 pound dumbbell, 30 pound dumbbell, and so forth. Um, we also really like to use tape or cones to mark off the floor. So I see a lot of affiliates will do this for the open and they'll do a lot of this legwork to create lanes or floor space. And not to say that it has to be that detailed every day, but there are definitely days in any given week, I think there's you know, one or two opportunities to utilize tape, utilize cones to really seg segment the room and separate the room so it flows nicely and you can tell the way it's laid out even just from looking at it. Um, another thing to do is, is play around with programming and play around with switching the order of certain movements just so it will flow nicely from one end of the room to the other. And we're, we're constantly thinking about our space in that way of like, okay, um, if we were to imagine our space as four corners, okay, we broke up the room into four like segments in corners. What if we go from north to south? What if we go from east to west across the room? How does that change the feel of a workout? How does it make it feel different or fun? Um, we'll do obstacle style, obstacle course style workouts where you're kind of weaving in, in and out of the room. Um, we'll use the rig for different things. We'll use the rig as kind of a landmark, whether it be for marking off a distance. 
We've done farmers carries or D-ball carries under the rig. And I would also encourage you guys to use the space under the rig when you're not doing toes to bar or pull-ups that day. Because that's a lot of wasted space, especially if you have a freestanding rig like us. Um, we'll do, today we had slam balls and we did slam balls under the rig. Other days we'll do deadlifts or power cleans under the rig. Okay, you don't want to snatch. You don't want to do especially heavy snatches under the rig because someone could fall back. But if it's a lighter power clean or really any type of deadlift, they can do that under the rig and that's square footage that you're gaining back into your facility and that's just another lane that you can kind of work your way across the room with. Um, I want to give you guys a really cool example of a workout we did the other day that just was was done really well and in the classes we, we, we really utilized at staging, it was even better. So we had a chipper the other day, um, just kind of a finisher to the day that was 30 lunges or pistols, 30 swings, 30 calorie row, 30 biker, 30 skier. So obviously this is something that you could have just started people at different stations. You didn't really have to organize the room. With the five stations, you could have made it work. We have plenty of equipment. But what we decided to do was, was lay out the room very specifically where people were gonna do their lunges or pistols right under the rig. Then they were gonna step forward five steps and, and have their kettlebell right there in front of the rig, 30 kettlebell swings. Then the rowers were on our turf, which was just a little bit in front of those kettlebells. The bikes were a little bit in front of the rowers and then the skiers were on the far wall. So 30 reps at each station and every time they finished, they took about two to three steps forward and then were on the next piece of equipment um, or machine. And it was really cool because one, it was a shorter kind of sprint workout. It was taking about um, eight to 12 minutes for most people. And they, they would work their way down this room and finish right at the end of the skier. Um, and it was kind of like their intensity was being pushed a little bit higher with each time they got a little bit further, almost like a video game in that sense. And then our coaches did a really good job of adding this element to it, which was using, using heats and having the second heat go two minutes behind that first heat. So you had almost someone like chasing you or you were able to chase someone in front of you as you're going through this workout, which just added this, this really fun, intense element to it, but, but fun. Um, another place that I really like for looking for inspiration for staging is the CrossFit Games. And it sounds kind of weird because it has nothing to do with our classes, but if you look at the way Dave Castro thinks about events at the CrossFit Games, it's a perfect way that we want to be thinking about our gyms and our staging. And he's very mindful, if you guys have read his, his book that came out recently about constructing the CrossFit Games, you can tell he's super mindful of what is the, the fan experience, what is the visual perspective of each workout as it moves its way down the field or down the floor. And he'll scrap pieces of workouts or even, even entire workouts altogether just simply because it doesn't visually look good. And I think you know what, what he's trying to capture visually in a workout, we wanna be capturing from a feel perspective as we're coaching and moving through a workout. And that's, again, that's probably not like a tactical thing. I mean, you guys can obviously watch CrossFit Games events and see certain things that he's doing, but that's more of where the art comes into this of, of just kind of seeing what he's doing and, and thinking about how can I now bring certain elements of that into my own gym. Um, so again, there's definitely an art and a science 
to this thing. You know, the science comes with things like knowing your equipment, knowing the size of your largest class, doing the things in advance like duct taping kettlebells a different color. But the art, that comes from just programming, coaching, and taking a ton of classes at your gym and at your space. And this is probably my, my number one biggest beef with getting outside programming for your gym, which I'm actually a fan of getting outside programming, but it's, it's the one thing that I encourage gym owners to do even with the outside programming they're getting, is that you still need to customize the programming to your facility and your space and your equipment because that's one of the biggest parts of the experience as a whole is the feel of something and many times the feel is individual to your gym and your space. So always put that work and always put that thought into how is something gonna flow, how is it gonna feel as you're a member, or as you're a coach taking members through it. Um, and then just one last thing, really specifically on how we do our staging is we um, will put it in the class notes for the coach to see um, when we put out the week and the night before. So we send out our week of workouts with notes every Friday for the upcoming week and staging notes is something that every day has. So we're telling our coaches, whether it be the, the closing coach or the opening coach, they both can see it, what should the staging look like for the next day. Um, if they feel like there's a better way to do it, they'll evolve it and change it, but we're always giving them a baseline to start with. And then our closing coach, we actually pay them an extra half hour to clean up and stage the gym for that next day. So it's set up for the morning coach to be there and then the morning coach, because we put out staging notes in advance, the morning coach can actually try to design their lesson plan and warm up based on the way the gym is staged. And that way the warm up can have a nice flow to it, the workout can have a nice flow to it, the cool down might have an aspect of uh, you know, a core finisher that utilizes the rower. You know, we've done rower pike ups because there's a rower out. So all these things can kind of fit together and flow nicely because you've staged the gym properly and everyone's on the same page with how it's gonna be. So that's all I got for you guys today. Hope this was helpful. And if you, uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out and have a great day.